everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 452. Today we're going to talk about deception, murder in Hong Kong. Now you might have seen this before as CS Files, I believe it came out in Essen as CS Files. This is being brought over by Gray Fox Games, it's got a rename and I think a retheme. I'm not too familiar with the original, but what this basically is, is a kind of social deduction game mixed with Clue. So it has elements of Clue and Mysterium and code names and Concept and The Resistance and like every kind of social game that you can think of. I will spoil the reveal a little bit, it actually works pretty well. Uh, so one player is going to be kind of like the ghost in Mysterium if you've played that. They're going to play the forensic investigator. They're going to have these boards out where they're marking different words and giving hints but they can't speak. And then some of the other players are trying to figure out what they're saying. And then one or maybe more of the players are a murderer and an accomplice. And they have a different cards and they're trying to sort of throw everybody off the game. You know, try to point all the accusations at Billy or whoever and try to evade all the guesses. And then so whoever, if you guess the murderer and the, all the investigators win, if the murderer doesn't get guessed or maybe finds out who the witness is or so on. So let me talk about the mechanics and how it all works and then I'll come back and tell you what I think of it. So as I said, there's been a murder in Hong Kong and it's the job of the forensic investigator as well as the other investigators to figure out who the culprit is. So here we can see the components that you get in the game. The first thing you're gonna do, and this is gonna be dependent on the number of players, you're gonna shuffle up these different roll cards here. Now you're always gonna have a murderer, you're always gonna have some investigators, and you're always going to have a, where is he, forensic scientist. And sometimes you might have an accomplice and a witness. And so like I said, the job of the forensic scientist is to give clues and without speaking try to give different clues and you're going to get these cards here which I'll show you and is it going to be like here's the location of the crime and you could give that and here's the cause of death and then you also have a bunch of random ones and also some of these will have special abilities and things on like that. So let's set up a little bit and I'll explain how the mechanics work. So let's pretend for a minute that from our viewpoint here, we are the forensic scientists. We've dealt these cards out to the other players. We were dealt the forensic scientist card here. And we're gonna know who the murderer is because everybody's gonna close their eyes. And then we're gonna say, okay, murderer, open your eyes. And they're gonna point to two cards that are in front of them. All the other players are gonna have some of these two types of cards that are in front of them. You can see here, I've got two of these giant stacks and these are called the clue cards. And then these are like the means cards. So these are sort of like the weapon of choice maybe. So we've got a lab sample, anthrax, a ladder, candlestick. You'll have guns and radiation and all kinds of cool stuff in here. So this is sort of like your murder weapon. And then you're gonna have all these sort of incidental, sort of free association types of clues. So everybody's gonna have four of each type of card in front of them. So just for argument's sake, I just put two of each card instead of four of each card just to kind of give you an example. So what's gonna happen again, everybody's gonna close their eyes. I'm gonna say, murderer, open your eyes. And they're gonna to point to one card of their clues and then one of their means cards. So maybe they point to dentures and chemicals. That kind of makes a little bit of sense. Maybe they poison their dentures. And then, you know, that's how they killed the victim. Now, if there was an accomplice present, and you'll shuffle this into the deck if there's more players, they would also open their eyes. They don't necessarily point to anything, but they're gonna see who the murderer points to or what items they point to, and then I'm gonna know who the accomplice is. But they're gonna act as a way of kind of throwing off the investigators as they try to guess what the murderer picked. So what the investigators are trying to do is make a guess and say, these are the two cards you picked. 
convict. Even if they are pretty sure that this player is the murderer, they don't get to win the game unless they pick out the exact two cards because then, of course, they have the proof, quote unquote, to figure out who the murderer is. Now, each investigator is going to get one of these badge tokens, and these are going to be spent, and that's going to be kind of like their guess for the game. So they're going to kind of hold on to those towards the end and then make their attempt to solve the crime by discarding the badge. Now, if there is a witness involved, then what's going to happen is after the murderer and or the accomplice do their shenanigans, everybody's going to close their eyes, and then the witness is then going to be able to open their eyes and then eyes the forensic investigator is going to point to the murderer and the accomplice if they're in the game they're not going to know anything about the cards that are picked they're not going to know if there's an accomplice who the murderer and who the accomplice was they're just going to kind of know generally which cards we have to look at but they have to be careful and not reveal themselves if at any point in the game the investigators do solve the crime and point to you know the matching items then the murderer has an opportunity to name the witness if the murderer names the witness and says billy you were the witness because the witness was so obvious that they kind of knew who was who then the murderer will still kind of have a, a last second victory uh, by pointing that out so once all of that has been established then we now as the forensic scientists are going to start to give clues. Now remember we can't speak or give away or cheat or any way and the first thing we're going to do is we have this one cause of death tile here. So this is, gives you a few causes of death. We've got suffocation, severe injury, loss of blood, illness, poisoning, and accident. So we'll put that out. We'll choose one of these location tiles. There's four location tiles. We'll find one that kind of matches. So let's take a look here. I've already got an idea. Where's Okay, we'll do this one here. Let's see. Yep. Yeah, okay, this one. And then we'll randomly pull from this stack of tiles. We'll have four of these. And then as the course of the game goes, we'll add more and more of these. And these are just different sort of random things, kind of like free association things. So if you've played uh, Mysterium, then, you know, you might, it's kind of like doing the same thing, but with words. So instead of just suggesting hints and giving sort of free association with pictures you're just doing this with words here so you draw some of these and then you also have these special ones as well which go some distance to helping the investigators and then what's going to happen is the forensic investigator has these little bullets here and they're going to mark these down and sort of like the game of concept Again, you're trying to do this free association. So in this case, we're always going to mark this one. And of course, I'm going to mark poisoning on that. <laughs> That's probably a dead giveaway. Although you could have uh, mercury and surgery might come into play. So, you know, nobody knows anything. We all know what's happening because, you know, we've got the camera here, but chemicals. So that's, that's not bad, but it is poisoning. And then I would mark the location here probably as bathroom, maybe bedroom, because some people do keep their dentures in the bedroom. But I would kind of go with bathroom there. And then here I just grabbed this one, innocent bystander. I don't know, you might mark smell because of the chemicals, I think that would be a better bet. I thought of maybe doing nothing down here, which is at the bottom, because there's nothing with a bystander. It probably wasn't a bystander if you poisoned their dentures because they'd probably be alone. But we'll go ahead and go with smell because that maybe is association with the chemicals. And then as the player uh, starts to put these items down, players can start to discuss slowly as they put stuff out and you can react to what the players are doing. Now, normally there's gonna be three more of these out here. Like I said, you draw four, uh, but just for <laughs> 
camera frame sake, I've kept it out of there. And then what's going to happen after you've covered up all of these is you're going to be able to draw another one and then replace one of your existing. Because sometimes you're going to get these and it's going to be not have anything to do with what you've got in front of you. For example, this one here, the victim's build. Large, thin, tall, short, disfigured, fit. Eh, you know, maybe not really super indicative of what the clue actually is. So this might be something that you actually replace. And then, like I said, you also have these special ones. So once you start to replace uh, tiles in the second and third rounds, uh, you can, you'll have these shuffled in. You won't ever start with one of these. These are always going to possibly trigger after the fact. Uh, after you go into the second and third round and these are going to be ways to, to kind of help the investigators and then so after you have done your third round after you've replaced your second tile then you have some time then to everybody has to make a guess at that point if they haven't already and the rules say to kind of give everybody a chance around the table to go through and make a presentation but i found that it just kind of usually devolves into a free form discussion anyway which is fine but if you wanted to be real strict about it you could do that uh, the only other rules to mention is let's say somebody guessed chemicals and wig for some reason because that you know that could possibly be one answer as the forensic scientist you don't say oh you got one of them right you just say yes or no if they guessed you know everything then you say yes or if you got partial or totally incorrect you just say no and that's all you can really say but that's pretty much how you play the game okay so that is deception murder in hong kong what i think of the game i love this game it's awesome so if you watch my channel at all you know i'm a fan of different social deduction games not all of them but a lot of them and like i said at the beginning this is kind of like a frankenstein of them but it doesn't feel like a frankenstein to me this one really excels at presenting the theme it works so well because so from a thematic perspective let's talk about that that's really my favorite part of the game as the forensic scientist you are basically the evidence. You're not even really a person. You're almost like evidence in the abstract because you can't speak, you can't say anything, you can't give any hints, and you're just saying, okay, here, this was, you know, took place in a bedroom, and, you know, it's, uh, it was stinky or it wasn't stinky. It was a violent death. You know, it was poisoning. It was, it was a blunt trauma. You know, those kinds of things. And those are just like the clues, literally the clues that the investigators use to figure out the crime. You are the clues. And that's kind of how I think of it. Or, you know, you are the forensic person who's saying, hey, we got this back from the lab. This is what we saw. I really have no idea what the murderer is, but here's the clues. You, the investigators, you discuss it. And then you have the elements of the accomplice and the witness. And that is probably the best way to play the game with those extra roles, I think, because you just have that much extra dynamics at the table. Now, there's one issue, and I kind of alluded to this in the walkthroughs, and for me, it's not an issue whatsoever, but I have played this with a few different groups, and I've seen it where, like I said, it can kind of devolve into a free-for-all, and the rules really suggest not to do that. I don't have a problem with it. The problem that you can get is if the murderer and the accomplice just keep us the heck out of the discussion and just overwhelm everybody like that. And so you do need sometimes to pause and say, you know what, Billy, what do you have to say? 30 seconds, you get to say what you're gonna say. But on the other hand, it's like, well, I don't wanna be able to not interact with Billy at all and ask him a question like, oh, clarify what you were thinking and what you're saying, you know, or try to suss him out and call him out for being the accomplice. Like, I don't wanna prevent that activity. So I think that's just gonna vary group to group. But for me, uh, it's not a problem. I'll play it either way, because I think it's kind of nice to shine a spotlight on somebody. And especially if they're the witness, for example, 
then you know they have to be very careful about being too revealing and throwing you know clues one way or the other because then like I said the uh, the murderer can call them out at the end if they get called out uh, but yeah that is it's a great game it's really fun it's I would say it's probably from my experience I've played this six times now and it seems a little bit easier on the murderer but there are different variants if you find that to be the case that you can do. So you can, I showed you two different cards uh, in front of each player for the two types. You can do like three, it says. I mean, two would be way too easy, but you could, you could go from four down to three. You could go from four up to five if you find it's easy for the investigators and maybe playing with kids and stuff. Uh, like that and then you've got the extra tiles that you can shuffle in with the different events you know after the the second and third parts of the game and those all help the investigator um, and then you can also one thing we found was that when I made the association here of the dentures and the chemicals that was like a legit thing now you can be a murderer and be very crafty about what you pick because if there's a lot of cards out and we saw this in one example was somebody had a hook, I think, and then um, there was a heel and there was another pointed object. So they chose their pointed object and then something else that was kind of like all the other cards out there. So that was, it was basically impossible to figure out because you could make legit arguments for the different things because the investigator was saying, oh yeah, you know, blunt trauma or whatever the clue was at the time, you know, piercing, da da da. And you're like, well, there's five different things that will pierce out there. So as the murderer, you can game in a little bit and so we actually tried it where, okay, you have to do something that kind of makes sense at least. And maybe you could even put them on a time limit. You know, you got like 20 seconds to pick your cards or 10 seconds and then you go for it like that. Uh, maybe deal all the cards first and then, then you deal the rolls after that or something like that so that they don't have time. Or maybe if, you know, it, you can play with that. That's what I'm just trying to say because that can be an issue if you get a murder and it's kind of not in the spirit of the game i think if you're really trying to like game this game then you know well no maybe go play the gallerist or something <laughs> you know what i mean so um anyway so but i really have enjoyed this game it's been a blast to play and it's got like i said it's got that frankenstein sort of feel when you sort of look at it on paper it's like what this is code names it's concept it's clue it's the resistance it's mysterium you know it has all of those elements into it but then you look at the game and you're like this is like a murder mystery and i'm actually solving it and it's really really fun that way so definitely take a look at this uh, as it comes out so thanks